With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Arsenal Way. Back again with you guys for another episode of what is our Arsenal Agenda series, but also our preview show today, looking ahead to the weekend's match against Manchester City. Um, lots of scheduling means that we're not going to be around uh, in full force tomorrow, so we're going to look ahead to the game ahead of time. Uh, to do so and to chat about the latest Arsenal information, I'm joined by Charlie. How are you doing, mate? You good, Joel? Yeah, not too bad, thank you. Um, I mean, I, I guess I've already moved on, really, from from the from the Lons uh, loss, I think, <laughs> with the fact that it's... Uh, I think the fact that we under... It was partially because we underestimated the team, possibly. I definitely did. I, I know that I'm not playing, but I definitely underestimated Lons. I know they finished second in the league and last year, but I still thought that we'd be able to uh, uh, beat a team like Lons. But we've still got to play them at home. We've still got quite a few games left in the Champions League group stage. So I think, uh, at, yeah, as I just mentioned, we've still got a decent way to go in the group stage. So I, I, I still... I'm still obviously going to back Arsenal. I still, I still think that we are going to not breeze through the uh, through the groups, but I do think that we'll be able to finish top still, even after after that loss. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm still very confident as well. Like you, you know, I was there uh, in Lawns on on Tuesday. It was an unbelievable atmosphere. It's probably the <laughs> the best atmosphere I've ever sat in. Uh, to be honest, wow. it was. And I was up in the gods. They placed us like really as high up. And for a town of, I think the town's got a, um, a fairly low population and they fill out that stadium of 30,000 plus um, very, very comfortably. It was like 30 minutes for kick. And I was like, oh, there's a lot of empty spaces. Like, and it just turns out everyone's outside and then just rushes <laughs> in in the last like 10 minutes. It filled out very quickly. But even as the players are like training like and preparing, the, the, the noise, like mm. 25, 20 minutes before kickoff was, you know, basically as loud as it was during the game. It was unbelievable wow. um, to, to experience that. And uh, I think that those that kind of call for Arsenal to be able to replicate, it's just not, it's not something that's ever going to be replicated, really. It's culture. Mm. Like, it's just not really, it, it, I don't really see it in, in, in kind of the only other place in England that I've gone to and, and had a similar experience noise-wise is Newcastle. Um, that's the only real place I've gone to and really thought, wow, like people talk about Anfield and the start of those games, but during the game, Anfield can get pretty quiet. Um, but throughout the Newcastle game, I remember even when Arsenal were winning, the, the noise was incredible. 
And yeah, on Tuesday night, it was an unbelievable atmosphere as well. So yeah, very interesting indeed to see how Arsenal bounce back from that. And there is this game of the week against City. We can't really talk about the game before talking about kind of the latest team news. And Bakaya Saka dominates that. He got injured in that game against um, against Lons and attempted a back heel, felt something muscular and was taken off. Arteta said that it didn't look good to one of the reporters, but then there was a feeling that maybe it wasn't as serious as maybe they first feared that it was. And there's been suggestions from multiple outlets suggesting now that um, there's a chance he could be involved at the weekend. My question to you is, Charlie, is do you risk him? I I think it really, really depends on how he is feeling. Uh, I, I said with Umar, uh, I think it was after the Lons game, I said that he is such, such a, a, an important player for us. And because of it, he is one of those players that turns up in the games like against Man City. Uh, I think it was the last the last two home games. I think it was against against City. He scored, and there's no doubt that he would if he did play, uh, if he was completely fit, that he would be able to produce something for Arsenal and hopefully contribute to a goal. But that's obviously if he's fit enough. We we've seen over the last couple of games when it looks like he's struggling, he goes very quiet and. Hopefully, if he is not 100% fit, that that won't happen. So, yeah, it's a tough one because I'm sure that he's going to want to play. I, I really think that he would want to. And and both Umar and I said that we feel like he's one of those players that actually says to Arteta, look, I actually would like to play. I really do want to play. I'm, you might not think I'm 100% fit, but I feel good kind of thing. But then because of that, that's where these kind of possible hamstring strains come into play when he's trying to backheel the ball. And maybe that wouldn't happen if Arteta's been like, no, you need to have a rest kind of thing. And that might be that might be the problem. That might be where Arteta needs to say, no, look, you need to rest. You need to have a have a kind of sit down, have a sit out for the moment. Maybe we'll bring you on in the last kind of like 20 minutes kind of thing. Personally, against Lons, I think he should have been benched anyway. Um, but then that's yeah. me underestimating Lons. Uh, I think if if um, if Bakayo uh, Saka stayed fit that whole game, I think it would have been a completely different game. Um, yeah. uh, what was it? Is it Rory Talks? Is that his name? He he said that. Yeah, Rory. He's, he's yeah. a fantastic content creator. Yeah. 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 He um, he said that. Tomiyasu and Vieira on the right, it just doesn't work. And I, no. I completely agree with him. Nothing happened down that right-hand side. Mm. Whereas when it was Tomiyasu and Bukayo Saka down that right-hand side, it was like something was happening. Everything was going down that right-hand side against Lon. So it would have been a completely different game with him fit. But then that could be the same against Man City as well. It could be a completely different game just because our star man essentially is, is missing. Uh, I think he probably is our best player. He cre- he's been creating the most amount of goals. I think, well, he, he he's had the most amount of goal contributions. I think uh, for Arsenal this season so far, and it would be just a huge miss if we are if if we're not able to to have him in the side. I think if he if he isn't fit, I still do think that we could possibly do something against City. I do think that we I I back Arsenal to actually get a result. I'm not saying that it's uh, that it's definitely going to happen. Uh, don't get me wrong; it'll be a very difficult game and a, and a different game than what we'd expect 
with Saka out if he is out. But don't forget, they do. They don't have Rodri. They don't have De Bruyne. They don't have Stones again uh, to play against us. Don't get me wrong. They do have a very good squad still, and it will be a very difficult game. But Reese Nelson, when he came on against Man City away, he was probably our most exciting player. He was the one that seemed to create most. But unfortunately, that was when it was 4-1 at that time. I think it was 4-1 at the time. So he could probably do a shift. I'm sure that he 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 almost offers something different. And the amount of pace that he offers as well for Arsenal, if Martinelli's fit as well on that left-hand side, both Reese Nelson and Martinelli could offer a lot of pace going forward. But then also pace from Reese Nelson and uh, and Leandro Trossard on the other on the other side. If Saka isn't fit, then we could even see Gabriel Jesus on the right hand side, which he has played before. He's been playing on the wing recently for us, and Ketty yeah. through the middle. There, there's things that we can still do. There's kind of concoctions that we can make in our front line if Saka isn't fit. And this is what we've been saying over the past however many streams. We need someone to kind of come in for Saka if he needs a rest. And he obviously does need one. But even so, we don't exactly need someone to come in because we do have the, the squad depth up front. We have Trossard. If, if I'm just saying if they're all fit, we have Trossard, we have Martinelli, we have Saka. Gabriel Jesus can play across the front. Uh, and Ketia, he's played on the left before. Uh, I'm probably I'm missing some more. I know that I am, but you know what I'm trying to say. We do have that the 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 kind of the high quality players up front, and and we have bundles of them. So yes, it will be a miss if Bukayo Saka does doesn't play, but that's not to say that we don't have quality to back him up. Maybe not enough quality. May, maybe not the quality to kind of match uh, how good he is, but we still can, I think, be able to get a result against Man City, even with Bukayo Saka out. But even if he doesn't start, fingers crossed we would see him come off the bench. So, yeah, it's a tough one with the question that you asked of, do we risk him? Um, I, the thing is, I really don't know what what he's like, obviously. And with Arteta, the fact that he's saying it's not good, he, he said, I mean... Umar said, we just don't believe him uh, in what he says about these injuries because it's almost saying over the past week that Saliba, he, he hasn't trained or, or, or Rice hasn't trained, so he looks a doubt for the weekend and then all of a sudden he starts kind of thing and he's been starting uh, since, he's had that, uh, since he's had that back injury. And so I really, really don't know. I really, I mean, hopefully... It's the same kind of situation uh, as as what's been happening over the last couple kind of couple of weeks, where he's saying, "Oh yeah, it's, it doesn't look too good," and then all of a sudden he starts. But Saka's had so many chances where he has had the niggles, he's had the kicks, and then you think, "Oh no, he's going to be injured or whatever." But then he starts again. But where does that kind of stop? So I think if he if it's as bad as what we're kind of interpreting then he, he needs to be on the bench and then maybe we'll see him later on in the game. But if it's what we've what I just said with Arteta kind of making it seem worse than what it is, and he is okay because obviously it happened on Tuesday. He came off in the 26th minute or, or whatever time it was. So he's had the rest of the game and then he's obviously had yesterday, today, he's going to have tomorrow and Saturday. So he's having a few, a few days since that where he obviously will be recovering 
uh, as quickly as he can. So just fingers crossed, fingers crossed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I actually wrote a piece. You mentioned Tommy Asu in that relationship. I wrote a piece yesterday that's that's gone out this morning. Uh, it's out now talking about how I think Tommy Asu's worst position for Arsenal is right back. Um, I think that his best roles come at centre-half and then left-back, I think, is the next best role that he's in because I just don't think he offers enough going forwards. So I think like if you can focus a position that emphasises the defensive start of his game, which I think you get obviously at centre-back, but more so on the left than you do on the right. Because the right-backs in this system is designed to work with Saka and overlap and get balls into the box, as Ben White has done. Um, and as Timber, you'd imagine, would be more comfortable doing as well. Tommy Asu doesn't offer you that same distribution. Yeah. It's interesting because I actually spoke to Tommy Asu after the game against, I think it was against PSV. Mm. I spoke to him and I was asking him about playing on the left back and where Zinchenko is. And he, you know, his English isn't the best and he's still getting better at his English. So he's kind of limited in, in some of the things that he answers questions with. But he's just said simply, I'm not Zinchenko, which obviously <laughs> is an indication to, you know, he, he can't do the things that Zinchenko does at left back. But what he does offer is, I think, some a lot better defensive solidity yes. on the left than what uh, Zinchenko offers. And I think he showed that when we played and beat Liverpool at home last season. And he really helped to shut down Nunez and Salah on that right-hand side of Liverpool's team. So he has got a lot of positives. I just don't think it's best to use him at right-back. And again, with Timber out, I think it highlights the lack of depth at right-back that we have, the, le- the lack of options. I felt against Lons that we really could have done with kind of a bursting classic wing-back style player to yeah. overlap and add a little bit more threat. You know, City like to play with centre-backs at full-back, but they've still got Kyle Walker to yeah. offer loads going forward, you know. So it, it, I just feel as though Arsenal could do with something a little bit more offensive-minded in a full-back position than we've yeah. currently got. And I think maybe we're too restricted in, in the stylistic options that are there. And if Timber comes back, maybe he becomes more of that player. I know he's still very inverted and technical and, you know, kind of a midfielder that plays fullback, if you like. But I still think that he would offer more going forwards than the, the options that we currently have. So I guess we'll have to wait and see. Um, but let's look more at that City game. City played last night, beat RB Leipzig 3-1, had to require two late goals from Julian Alvarez and Doku, two substitutes who were rested and we expect to, you know, probably start against Arsenal at the weekend. I imagine that front three will probably be Alvarez, Doku and, and Haaland in, in, in the front three. They're without De Bruyne. They're going to be without Rodri as well. Is this the best opportunity Arsenal have had to beat Man City at home in a very long time? One million percent. One million percent. And uh, th- this is why it's so frustrating that Saka could be injured because if we were to have our full, uh, almost our full team with, with our best players against the City that it is it's not stripped, but without, as you mentioned, De Bruyne and Rodri, two very important players... Very important players against Arsenal uh, uh, at that fact as well. That, as you mentioned, could be a very, very good opportunity. De Bruyne always, always does something against us. He has some sort of goal contribution. When we played at the Emirates last season, he obviously got that goal 
uh, when he yeah. intercepted right. Tomiyasu. Right. Uh, and then he also <laughs> scored almost straight yeah. away uh, when we're at the, uh, at the Etihad as well, which is a fantastic goal. But then I think he might have even got a goal contribution again. You just go back so many games where Arsenal play against Man City and De Bruyne yeah. will pop up. And that has partially been the problem that Arsenal have had coming up against them. I mean, Rodri scored at the at the Emirates, uh, I think it was New Year's Day a couple of seasons ago, um, which really grinded my gears But because it was the last minute. But two very important players and then Stones as well on top of that, who we... Uh, and just the way that we couldn't deal with them at the Etihad, the way that they were kind of set up, they're not going to be as kind of solid as what they were uh at the Etihad last season and we're going to have the likes of Saliba instead of uh, Rob Holding in that position as well yeah it it definitely is the best opportunity especially when we saw Arsenal play uh, City in the Community Shield as well Saliba uh, Saliba Gabriel our whole back line was able to keep Haaland really at bay and we know how good Saliba is so I'm so happy that he's going to be back for, for the Man City game because you saw the difference really where, when we had Rob Holden and when we had Saliba. You could really see the difference and that's obviously going to add some stability to Arsenal's defence. Same with Declan Rice. He's helped a lot, I think, with our with our defensive kind of side of the game and then kind of turning from, from defensive to offence. Um, so, yeah. It really is the best opportunity that we've had. It really is. I can't really stress that enough. And both Umar and I have said, I'm sure that you'd agree with it as well, that this could that, that we need to beat City to be able to win the league. And I think that this is probably our best opportunity to do so. We never do well at the Etihad. We ne- we never do. So yeah. we but then we actually do quite well against City at the Emirates. Yes, I know that they beat us 3-1 last season, but Grealish even said after the game that we were the better team. When we lost 2-1 at New Year's Day, we should have done a lot better. Gabriel got a red card. Saka obviously scored to make it 1-0 at one point. Martinelli almost missed almost an open goal at one point. We had, and, and that was such a good opportunity for us then, let alone now. And... We've improved as a team. Yes, we won't. Yes, we might not have Bakayo Saka and we might not have Martinelli, but we've still got very, very good players, and we have improved as kind of like a team that is that is more structured, that is probably better defensively. Um, with what you were mentioning with Tomiyasu starting against uh, Lons and the fact that he probably isn't a right back, I'm sure that we'll see Ben White start for for Arsenal, which I would assume is why Tomiyasu actually started that game to give Ben White a, a bit of a rest because it does seem like he's playing almost every game for Arsenal, really. Um, So, yeah, yeah, I think it is a crucial game for Arsenal. And I'm not going to go as far as saying that this could be the the difference in winning and losing the league, but I'm saying that if we could get a result from this, it could be huge. It could be massive for us. I know that we've got a long, long way to go. We have, what, how many games are we in? Seven, eight? So we have about 30 games left. So yes, it is still a long, long way. But as I just mentioned, to be able to win the league, you have to beat the best and we have to beat the likes of City. And yes, 
yes, this is 100% the best, the best opportunity that we've got, and it could be huge for the rest of the season. There are a lot of people talking, obviously, about um, being without Saka and the inclusion of Partey in this team. I think if Partey's fit to play, that'd be a massive boost. I'd love to see Rice and Partey start, you know, in the mm -hmm. midfield with Erdegaard ahead. I think that's probably the right way forwards to structure that midfield. If Saka's not available, I'd personally go with Havertz at centre-forward and Jesus on the right, Trossard right. on the left. I think that would be a front three. Havertz played centre-forward against City in the Community Shield. He obviously scored against them in a Champions League final uh, as well, playing in a forward position. So we know the guy's got experience in this game. I know that he's got so many question marks over his head, but with the limitations of options without Gabriel Martinelli, maybe without Saka, I think putting Havertz centre-forward might be the right way forwards for this one. Um, yeah, yeah. We'll have to wait and see, I guess. Uh, I, I'm really excited for the game. I, it's difficult not to call it make or break. I know what you're saying. It's early in the season, but I just feel as though like, if Arsenal want to win the league, they have to beat City at least yeah. once. And I think this yeah. is probably the best opportunity Arsenal have, have got of doing that. I just can't see Arsenal winning the league if they don't beat City at least once exactly. in the league. Um, and I think they have to do it. It's just the worst possible timing for Arsenal with no Martinelli, we assume. you know, Who knows? We might get a big boost and he's somehow back, but I'd be very surprised if he is. Uh, Saka is a big question mark. Again, I can't help but rude the decision to start him. I know people will say, oh, it's easy to say that benefit of hindsight, but I did in my pre-11 rested him for the Lons game, so I feel entitled to to bring <laughs> up that I would have rested him and, and said I, I said I would have done before that game. Um it's so, so tricky. Uh, Marcus says, what's your thoughts on Trossard starting? He seems better when off the bench. Nelson may be better option to start this. I just feel as though, I feel as though that this is too big of a game to start Reese Nelson in. And I might be naive in saying that. You know, I might be unfair mm. in saying that. I just, I just feel like this is maybe too big for Nelson. But what do you think? It is, it is a difficult one. Um, I do, I do get what Marcus is saying with the fact that Trossard does seem can seem better off the bench, but I still think that he's a very very good player. Um, I, I I did say earlier that Nelson obviously adds a lot more pace to Arsenal's uh, attack, and he is a very exciting player. And he was very exciting at the Etihad. But yeah, I get what you mean. And to be fair, that start that um that up that kind of attack that you were just mentioning with Havertz up, up top and Gabriel Jesus on the right. That's actually a very good idea. I never, I, I haven't actually thought of that kind of uh, thought of doing that for, for City, but yeah, Havertz does have that kind of experience in the game. As you just mentioned, Gabriel Jesus, he's got experience at right wing as well. He's a very skillful player and maybe we just need, maybe we do need that player that is, more of a target man up front. He, he he wins his duels. He's six foot four, so he's a very tall player, Havertz, and that could help us going forward, getting up the pitch, because we found it very difficult at the Etihad to kind of to get go from midfield to to even get out of midfield at points because they were so so quick at closing us down. I'm not saying that we should do it all the time in in, in doing the long ball, but I'm saying that with Havertz up front, we could we could do it every so often and try and kind of get past their kind of clustered midfield. Uh, I'm not saying that that's going to be exactly the same as what it was at the Etihad, but you know what I'm trying to say. And Trossard obviously adds a lot of a lot of quality going forward. He wasn't he wasn't good against Lons. He he wasn't, but he still is a good player. Um so to be fair, I'm actually inclined to agree with you. And you know what, Marcus, I'm actually gonna uh I, I'm gonna be I'm going to disagree with you. I think that Nelson's 
good off the bench as well. I, I think that Nelson is a very good player off the bench because he adds a lot of pace, as, as I just mentioned, to our attack. And because of that, fresh legs with a lot of pace against a, a defence, which you never know, could be quite tired, could be yeah. quite helpful, really. And, I mean, you know you know what Nelson can be like when he comes off the bench. So I, I'm going to stick, I'm going to stick with that to be fair. I, I think that Trossard, I'd prefer Trossard to start over Nelson because of that probably. Uh, and then because he is more of a left wing than what, what Nelson is. I, I don't really know what kind of side Nelson really should start at, whether he should be a right wing or a left wing. I know that he's, I, I, I don't really know. I would straight away say a right wing, but <laughs> you can disagree with me if you want, but yeah, I, I, I'm agreeing with you, TC, with, with the fact that, to be fair, we could be playing Havertz, Trossard, and 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 Gabriel Jesus up front. Yeah, uh, I think um, I think with Jesus, he's going to be and has to be the guy to step up in this game in the forward line. He has <laughs> to show if he gets an opportunity, he has to finish it. The pressure is really going to be on in this one um, for for Gabriel jesus uh what would be your 11 just off the bat before we wrap up to go through your start your full starting 11 go through it i'm gonna say ramsdale in goal i'm gonna say ramsdale ben white saliba gabriel zinchenko rice i do like the idea of Partey and odegaard and rice in midfield i just don't think that that's going to happen i think that Arteta's going to stick with his kind of structure that he's been doing the whole season so far. So I'm going to say, realistically, I think without changing the structure, I'm going to say Rice, uh, Rice, Vieira, Odegaard, and then Trossard, Havertz, Gabriel Jesus. Maybe I don't think that that's going to be what happens, but in in keeping the structure that we've got and uh, and kind of being realistic in who we could start. I'm going to say that. Fair enough. No, that's completely fair enough, I think. Um, I look forward to seeing uh, what Arteta chooses. For me, I'd go, yeah, I, th- I think depending on, on who's fit, assuming Saka's fit, I think it would be what I said, the front three, but obviously Jesus, centre forwards and, and Saka right. Then the midfield, Rice, uh, Partey and, and Odegaard um, and the back lines in Chenko, Gabby, Saliba, White and Raya. It's difficult between Raya and Ramsdale because like Raya's made a couple of mistakes recently and it's difficult to... I haven't got the same kind of unwavering calmness that I had at the start of his time. Um, it seemed so easy to pick him when he made that performance against Everton and then was good yeah. against PSV. But then when he made the errors against... Uh, Spurs and then made that poor pass against Lawns. Now it's all like, well, <laughs> maybe he's not as good as people think. Exactly. We'll have to wait and see. Hopefully he comes good. So anyway, thank you, Charlie, for your time out this morning. Really appreciate it. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you to everyone watching and listening. And let's look to the City game. Fingers crossed. Absolutely. Uh, we'll, of course, bring you plenty of coverage across uh, the weekend. Uh, and of course, from the game, we hope that you have a fantastic end to your week and uh, keep those fingers crossed that Arsenal can deliver the goods on Sunday. Have a great day. Stay safe. Stay well. And as always, keep following us down the Arsenal way. Oh,